Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to the Discus Lariat Collective Podcast with your hosts, Warren, Daryl, and Glenn. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Yeah, listen to the Discus Larry Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Warren. I'm here with Daryl and Glenn today. And um, what we're going to do is we're going to run down the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view card for this Sunday. We're going to give our predictions, our uh, thoughts of like leading up to Elimination Chamber, how that was going. And um, yeah, so before we get started, just want to say thanks very much for um, listening so far. Um, yeah, we really appreciate the support. Um, if you could, give us a follow on Instagram, uh, the Discus Larry. Uh, Discus Laria Collective, sorry. Um, Twitter, the Discus Laria. And then wherever you listen to your podcast, just give us a follow. Um, yeah, give us a, give us a shout as well if you want to hear around in particular. But as of right now, we'll just get into this then. So let me see. Start rattling off this card then. So in terms of confirmed matches, there was a few already confirmed. Um, the likes of Asuka, she was supposed to be fighting Lacey Evans, but we'll get to that now in a second anyway. But I'll just read off the match, the fourth match that's confirmed anyway. So it's Drew McIntyre defending WWE Championship against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, and Kofi Kingston in the Elimination Chamber. So, in terms of that match, initially we had The Miz, who was the current Money in the Bank holder, and he declared himself like that he's, he's not going to be in it. He's removing himself from the match, which I think was a good idea. Um, I'm sure, yeah, we all agree, but we'll chat about it now in a sec anyway. But, um, yeah, there was no point in having the Money in the Bank holder in that match. It just didn't make sense to begin with. So, he ended up having a, a match against Kofi Kingston then later on on Raw just gone and if Miz had a won John Morrison would have went into the Elimination Chamber or if Kofi had a won he'd go in himself um, yeah so in terms of picks for this match it's a weird one I I can't I don't know why I can't see Drew McIntyre winning it there's just a few different things theories that I have about it but I can't see Drew McIntyre winning it um, as of right now what I'll do is I'll just give my pick and then you can just rattle off what you think might, ha- might happen or Stand the other. So mm-hmm. what it was um in terms of when we picked to win it, I have a feeling AJ Stultz. I just have a strange feeling. Um so what I'll do is I'll pass it on to Daryl Forst so you can let us know what you think whether what's your pick and what you think will happen. Uh I'm gonna go with Randy Orton. Uh I think it's the biggest storyline of the year kind of so far for Raw. Um it'll be mad for this not to lead up into you know like a big finish. Um, what I reckon will happen is Randy Orton will win the Elimination Chamber. Miz, I think, will come down to try and cash in his money in the bank and then the lights will go off. The Fiend will return. And if you notice in Alexa Bliss's promo on Raw, she's sitting in a pentagram. And if you look at the top of the Elimination Chamber and the pods and stuff, it's very, very similar to pentagram. So I reckon that Fiend's going to return uh, at the end of that. And then that's your WrestleMania uh, main event, The Fiend versus Randy Orton for the title. So that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, bold. Uh, and The Miz, yeah, The Miz will just shit bricks and he'll go, actually, no. I'm yeah, I'm cashing in, yeah. 
I had to go shout in fairness, yeah. It's, I wasn't expecting it to be honest, yeah. So that, that one kind of came yeah. out of left field for me. But yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Realistically, I can't see your main event. Like Raw is technically your the big brand. Yeah. As a wrestling fan, I don't not nothing against them, but I don't want to be tuning in to WrestleMania and your main event is Seamus versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah. It just is a bit flat. It, it, it's not that storyline's only after building now what the last two weeks. Yeah. So yeah, where Randy Orton and The Fiend has been building for so long. I think we were talking about it, like, they had a fight at, what, WrestleMania 34? Uh, 33, yeah. 33, so, what, yeah. nearly four years? Yeah. More? So, yeah, this would be great. So. There's a lot of history there, yeah. So it does make sense, actually. Yeah. And then what about you, Glenn? What's your pick and what's your kind of prediction for the match, anyway? Um. So... Just a side note, bit of commentary. There's a lot of buzz going around for whatever reason. We all know it's not going to happen, sadly. But um, a lot of buzz going on for some reason about uh, Kofi Kingston because of his showing that he got when he got the Kofi Mania. There's yeah. a lot of stuff on Twitter. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube. Comments going all over the shop. Like his video of um, on 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 the YouTube when I viewed it anyway, which was which was the same day it was put up, was the most viewed of the Gauntlet match um, matches. Um, with exception to I think the the last one, um, because I think that's now eclipsed. I'm sure it's probably definitely in the in the lower echelon of it, but just something something perky to know. Um, I have a feeling that we're gonna get a full elimination chamber before the eliminations, and you're gonna see one of two situations unfold. Sheamus to do an absolute monster clean sweep, and either just barely lose it kind of pushing for the whole Seamus mania thing and why he wants Drew McIntyre or he'll actually take the belt and then it gives Drew McIntyre another redemption arc similar to what we got with him beating Orton on Raw last year. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of the Fiend storyline setup, we're going to get a Fiend uh, running. We're going to get something like what we got with uh, Michaels, Jericho and Taker a few years back at Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Um. I see the final three being Orton, Sheamus, and and McIntyre. That's 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 how I see it. Um, AJ Styles and and Randy Orton are both equally good shouts, but I think with the Almas thing and everything else, I think they're they're AJ Styles will have a summer run of some description. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then in terms of what they're doing with like like I said, Jeff Hardy and and, and Kofi Kingston, obviously fantastic competitors, but they are placeholders in the match. They're not winning it. Yeah. So. I get you, yeah. Like, that's the thing when um, me and Daryl were chatting about it earlier about the Elimination Chamber itself and I was saying about, I do think, I think we're all in agreement that we will see the Fiend in some shape or form at Elimination Chamber. But uh, yeah. I was saying, my kind of theory behind it is, I think Kofi Kingston, I have a weird feeling he won't make it to the Chamber. I think Mustafa Ali could attack him because Mustafa Ali has been bigging up the fact that Kofi technically took his place a few years ago and ended up doing the Kofi Mania job. Um, now obviously that was oh, down yeah. to that was down to Mustafa Ali genuinely getting injured so they just kind of threw him in there and it worked but um, you could have an instance like that or I think you could have an instance where um, every, everyone's in that pods Randy Orton's in his pod the lights go out they come back on and then either you see him getting pulled underneath the pod almost like as you were saying a run in from like the way Michaels and Undertaker had it or it could be like the lights go off the lights come back on and Randy's gone and then the officials like Adam Pearce or something or Sonya Deville's like we need to get someone else into that pod because it's not a full match, and in which case yeah. then Mustafa Ali could jump in. Now I'm not saying like I'm not dead set on Mustafa Ali. Um, like I don't see a point in him being in that match unless he's just feuding with Kofi, really. But um, yeah. we could see something like that as well. I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, I think like now that Miz is taken over, it feels a bit fresher already. 
with Kofi yeah. being added to it. So I'm kind of looking forward to it a bit now. And then hearing everyone's theories there, like Daryl's theory about uh, Orton winning on the Fiend, then reigniting that story. And the Miz kind of took a tail and running. I like the idea of that. And then I like the idea that you had then as well. So it is kind of, yeah, it's like a fresh kind of perspective on it now. So I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm actually pretty, pretty yeah. Yeah, excited for it now, to be honest with you. <laughs> with Strowman as well, when he had oh, that, yeah. uh, the Oak backstage, I don't think, maybe he will go into it, but I can't see it happening. Maybe, but I think uh, he's just going to absolutely destroy Shane McMahon backstage at it. And then that's going to be a WrestleMania match. Could be, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's actually mad about yeah. Braun, though, real quick. Um, the yoke, which got it. When he came back on Raw and he was chatting to Adam Pearce about it, I don't know why. It just threw me through a loop because he was on SmackDown, was he not? There a few weeks ago. I thought he, he was. He, yeah. He returned yeah. to SmackDown. Yeah. That was, he, he returned to SmackDown as, and he looks fucking ripped. Um, something to know on that, uh, just because obviously we, like, we all watched Raw, we're not going to kind of bounce into it too much, but. Uh, because obviously elimination chambers matches were were determined based on the the, the fucking Monday Night Raw. Anyone else cop when Adam Pearce said like real under the breath? But you know you could clearly hear it when he said the Strowman. He's like, you know, yes, you are a Universal uh, Champion, technically not the WWE Champion. Anyone else feel like that was very much like? By the way, that's the weaker belt. This oh yeah, is the real one you should be watching. Yeah, I feel like it was a bit of a dig, almost like lead to a SmackDown versus Raw thing. You could kind of go back on that then if you're ever doing like a yeah. video package and be like, oh yeah, remember Adam Pearce said this? So yeah, it could be, yeah. Uh, in fairness, but if only yeah. WWE have the continuous kind of continuity booking storytelling all the time. Yeah, if only, yeah. That would be. That would be yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what we'll do is, so so yeah, so Daryl's pick is Randy Orton. My pick is AJ. And Glenn's pick, what was your pick there, Glenn? Sorry. Uh, it'll either be Seamus or McIntyre. Seamus or McIntyre. Like, Seamus yeah. to eliminate everyone in McIntyre to, to, to kind of steal it. Yeah. Or it'll be Seamus to just fucking, as last entrance, just tear through everyone. Uh, Orton gets an upper hand on Seamus and then gets pulled down by the Fiend. Seamus is then left to uh, take the belt off McIntyre. Yeah. Before time Seamus has been in that exact storyline before, I think twice now. So Yeah, yeah. It's a good idea though. Um, but yeah, and in terms of obviously uh, the Chamber match itself, um, the reason why I think AJ might win it is just because I think Drew and uh, Drew and Sheamus will have their little thing going forward for WrestleMania. So that's them two. I think, say, Jeff could get taken up by Braun Strowman, if that's the case. Um, and then maybe they'll have something going down the line or else then it'll turn into Braun against uh, Shane McMahon. And like Shane McMahon will be like, what are you taking out him for? Um, I think Randy and The Fiend will have a thing at WrestleMania. And then... Uh, Kofi and Mustafa Ali so I think if AJ wins I think that might entice Edge then to turn around and be like well look I've always wanted to fight you never got a chance so we could have that dream match kind of moment yeah. um, that's just the reason why I think uh, Styles will win it but again it's all prediction so we'll see what happens uh, we'll move on to the next match now next match was supposed to be Asuka defending our uh, Women's Championship against Lacey Evans um, what happened here was Lacey Evans bet um, well I can't remember who she bet on Raw a few weeks ago. She bet Charlotte by disqualification, wasn't it? Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it was disqualification. So she gets to fight Asuka for the belt. Uh, then a recent turn of events, which happened then on Raw, just gone. They uh, She announced that she was pregnant in a real kind of lackluster trying to get that kind of story part. Either way, this whole story is a fucking wreck the head, to be honest with you. None of us Ric like Flair it. said, call me daddy and whooped way too much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If anything, that was the most entertaining part of... And an F an F plus little graded segment, but um F plus, you generous bastard. <laughs> but um, what we had was um 
yeah, so she announced that pregnancy. Turns out she's genuinely pregnant. That's why she's out of the match. Um, yeah, it was confirmed, I think it was yesterday or something. She's genuinely pregnant. It was The news was broken, I think, about a week ago, but nobody kind of knew if it was true or not. And people thought, like, oh, they're just saying that because of they're going to lead into it. So she, she can't be touched until, say, WrestleMania. But then, yeah, it is. Uh, she is genuinely pregnant, so she's going to be off. She won't be off the telly, I wouldn't say, for a few weeks, but she'll still be, like, that torn on your one side, I'd say, for a bit, in Charlotte's side. But in terms of that match now, if they're still going to have a women's championship match, uh, my pick, I think it'd be the perfect time for Ripley to just come in and just be like, yeah, just saunter on down to the ring or just corner someone backstage, like Adam Pearce. Something. She's like, here, look, you, you need a you need a, uh, someone to fight Asuka. I'm, I'm more than willing. And then he could have his little, like, oh, well, we have, like, you can't just skip the queue. And she was like, well, who's going to stop me? I think it could, that could be, that could work wonders for Rhea Ripley, to be honest. Um, because she is like, she is big, she is mean, do you know what I mean? And yeah, she's deadly in the ring and stuff, but that, I think with her size as well, and how jacked she is lately, I think that would be deadly. Just strolling and she's like, well, who's going to stop me? And he was like, and if he could, he could rattle off 10 names, Charlotte, this person, that person. She was like, well, let's see how I get on Waska. Now, whether she beats Asuka or not, different story, but I just mean, I'd love to see Rhea Ripley in that match. Um, and then if she does, if that if they do go with that, then I think Ripley would be my pick to win it. I think she could have, a, well, it depends on how much time they get, but I think a really good match with Asuka. Um, and then she could like win by, say, tapping her out or something, whatever. But um, I'd love to see her just dominate Asuka because Asuka has technically been dominated week in, week out, whether it's tag team matches, whether it's, she's been eating pins left, right and centre anyway. She doesn't look strong right yeah. now. She she there's no point in having a belt on someone who's who physically can't defend it. If they can't defend themselves in a regular tag team match, they can't defend the belt at pay per view realistically. In my eyes, so I'd love to see Rhea Ripley coming in and uh, taking that belt off Asuka. Um, so that'd be my pick then, and then uh, we'll go with Daryl then. What's yours for that one? Yeah, I I think it's uh, it was Peyton Royce that came down to the um, ring with Lacey Evans, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I I reckon they're just going to throw her in. Just that little push now that she's kind of. That single star. Now I think it's just going to be. Oh, let's see how you get on with this. It'll she'll perform well. That's why I reckon it'll just be Peyton Royce versus yeah. um, Aska. But Aska will just dominate or get that win back. Um, but Peyton Royce will look kind of strong coming out of it. Yeah, have a moment in the sun, kind of. Yeah, yeah, just to kind of give her that push, kind of for the new year after Mania or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. good show. Fairness, yeah, I never even thought of Peyton Royce to be honest. That's that's a good show. Yeah, why? Like, why did they bring her down? It's just so random. Yeah, it was very random actually. Yeah, there was no point. They they're not a tag team. They're not they're not nothing really. So no, no, it was very I weird. Reckon, yeah. yeah, this is just uh, just to get her face out there. Oh yeah, right on. Yeah. And what about you, Glenn? Um, although I agree that Daryl is probably uh, most likely to be right out of all yeah. of us. Uh, bit 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 of a page from your book. Uh, my fantasy booking situation would be Asuka standing in the middle of the ring waiting on our match. Um. You know, your one's music doesn't hit. She gets on the mic and maybe says some long lines of nobody is ready for Asuka. And then Charlotte's music hits and says, how about me and you, you know, face off each other, former tag team partners fighting for that belt, just like Mania a couple of years ago, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Charlotte's in the ring. They're about to start to fight. Then Lacey Evans' music hits and she comes out and she actually introduces Ripley into the match. Saying, oh, no, okay. she's my replacement. And then it's a real fuck you to Charlotte for again, not being in the, in the title picture. And then you can have... Uh, you can have uh, Ripley dominate either Charlotte or Asuka and whatever you do, if you get the belt onto Ripley and you, like I always say, strap a rocket to her hole and fucking send her to the moon, you'll get good things. You can have her feud with Asuka or dominate her twice and that's it. Asuka's no longer in the picture. Um, send her back down to mid-card. 
Ripley gets a redemption story against Charlotte. And like, just because it's coming off the back of that other feud, it doesn't actually mean you have to have either one of them be the dominant baby face or heel. But Charlotte's best work is with good workers and in the ring. It's not on the mic. So yeah, true. Let's, let's fuck off away from Lacey Evans, give her a final minute in the sun, and then let's get it on to the talent again. So yeah. Ripley. All right, yeah, it's good show, good show. Right on. So let's see. Next match on the card then is Eunice. Eunice. <laughs> Eunice. Eunice. <laughs> Eunice is going to be fighting for the Universal yeah. Championship. Made his debut earlier today. Yeah, did you have big Eunice? No, but I like, um, we have a triple threat match for the United States Championship. Bobby Lashley defended this championship against Keith Lee and Riddle. Um, this match is intriguing, to be honest with you. Um, yes. Mainly because Bobby Lashley is like been booked deadly since the start of the whole business. Um, it's gotten to the stage now where I actually don't even want to see him lose ever. I think he's just deadly, like so good. And then I'm thinking Riddle obviously has been like on the up lately as well, and that has been the main feud. But Lashley's shown maybe it's like it's not punishment, obviously, but I just mean maybe it's just them showing that Riddle's not ready for the belt yet in their eyes because he's just constantly getting taken out by Lashley with that um, full Nelson. But obviously, we know how good he is in the ring. Um, Keith Lee being added to it, that's the part that intrigues me because I'm thinking to myself, is he being added, one, to kind of fill out the match a bit, or two, to, to what would you say, steal the show almost? Do you know what I mean? Because they know every time he's in the ring, he's a show stealer. So in my head, I'm thinking Keith Lee maybe to win, just as almost like a shock win, just like, oh God. And then Bobby Lashley will have a rematch the next night on Raw, straight away kind of thing, do you know what I mean? And then... Yeah. They, might, they might work this whether it's a three-way feud or they might work this one-on-one then Keatley and Lashley because it's going to be them like epic scenes as they say to see Keatley like hoisting Lashley up over his head and stuff do you know what I mean and vice versa because Lashley's just as strong so um, yeah, I think my pick for this so I'm going to have to go with Keatley just as kind of like a, a shock win but that's me mm-hmm. anyway so uh, I'll pass it on to Daryl what's your pick for this one uh, I'm, I'm going to go with I can't see too many title changes like I don't want to change this again yeah um, but I'm going to stick with Lashley I reckon how much of a role he's on he might lose it at Mania and then that's when he'll go into the kind of world title then or whatever but yeah I'm going to go with Lashley I, I can't see I reckon the lads are there just to kind of put on a show yeah but I think Lashley will pick it up yeah I think that's the, the can't comment be building them that big and then just you know and lose force defence and quite some time as well yeah, yeah. Mm. and then what were you going um, I see Riddle picking this one up. Um, I see Keith Lee eating the pin after demolishing both of the guys and then having Lashley basically whittle uh, Keith Lee down until at some point you get, you know, fucking Lashley gets hit with a knee, knocked out of the ring, immediately Riddle up onto the ropes, hits a floating bro, fucking, you know, just like it's it's one of those flash pins that like Keith Lee almost kicks out of as well. Yeah. Um a la Hogan era. Uh or you get the reverse of that, you know, fucking um two of the lads get spirit bombed and fucking Riddle eats the pin, Keely wins. I'm gonna go with Riddle just to add a bit of contrast there so that each one of us is picking a different winner and we're not all siding with each other, but uh, yeah. it's it's anyone's game. Yeah, nice. yeah. Right Do you reckon uh Bobby Lashley might have been added in just so or not Bobby Lashley, Keith Lee was added in like so maybe Lashley maybe could pin Lee and then Riddle's yeah. still furious over it saying this is supposed to be me I wouldn't have lost I didn't get pinned it could be in fairness it could be because when they tried to have that Riddle and Lashley match a few weeks gone raw Lashley didn't let the match get started it was almost like he was angry or afraid that Riddle could beat him 
So they could be doing that, yeah. They could have Keith Lee in to eat the pin, as you were saying, and then Riddle kick up a fuss then the next night and Robbie and like, when are we going to get this one-on-one match? When are we going to get a legit match with this guy? Like, it's it's always yeah. it's always the whole business. It's always then, after that, I'm trying to attack the match. After that, uh, he's cheating to win. After that, it's a triple threat. I don't have a one-on-one match, even though he's worked his way up to it. So he does it. He hasn't earned it. So, yeah, th- that's a drug. Yeah, valid point. I suppose Keith Lee could be in to make up the numbers and, and eat the pin. Yeah. Mm. Not a bad show. Not a bad show at all. Um, what we'll do is what's next then? Um, SmackDown elimination chamber. Yeah, yeah. So, um, this match isn't for the Universal Championship because Roman Reigns kind of, I suppose, pulled guard almost. He was just like, yeah, in my contract it says I have to be at the event and I have to fight at the event, but I don't have to be in the chamber match, which is very smart, very smart move to pull. I thought it was deadly when he said that. It was just deadly. It was just the fact that he was just like, yeah, I understand. And like Paul Heyman was like, if you look closely at the contract. Yeah, they have to be on the main pay-per-views, but they don't have to be in that particular match. So, yeah, smart, smart move there. Um, and the Elimination Chamber match for the Universal Championship opportunity then has Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, and Jey Uso. So stacked in terms of like yeah. talent. Like it's, it, that's going to be savage, that match, I'd say. Um, regardless of the fact, there's still obviously a few other bits and pieces that, that are still kind of, I suppose, moving parts, um, mainly because we still have one episode of SmackDown left before the event. Um like I had a few theories about Jey Uso. I had a feeling maybe like on Friday night SmackDown now coming up, I have a feeling maybe Reigns might kind of not corner him backstage, but just be chatting to him and be like, yeah, this isn't really for the good of the family if you're in that match. And then whether or not you get Jay kind of turning against the whole tribal thing, or he might turn around and be like, yeah, all right, I'll take myself out of the match. Or he'll let Reigns pin him in the match. And um, they could do something like that. Um, then you have the likes of, say, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan. They've recently been kind of almost like a team. Um so whether or not they're going to have that kind of tag team dynamic and then splinter off a bit, whether one eliminates the other and kind of sets up a bit of a feud, even just going with the fast lane to kind of pick up some steam for someone. Um, in terms of winner, I think it'll be Cesaro. I think he's been built like a monster lately. And then the fact he had that promo on Talking Smack the other night um, after SmackDown, where he said he doesn't stop fighting. Um, he loves the business. It was one of them kind of more heartfelt promos. Like you can tell there was no script. You can tell that he was just rolling off the top of his head. And that a lot of the time, now it doesn't it doesn't mean he's going to win, but I just mean a lot of the time when someone has that kind of emotion and they can put it into words where everyone kind of stops and listens and people talk about it for quite some time, I feel like that that's a testament to him then going forward because a lot of people see him as, oh, he's a great wrestler. He doesn't really have that kind of the charisma or he doesn't have the mic skills or he doesn't have this, that and the other. It's like Kofi Kingston. When he turned around and he had his big speech there a few years ago before Kofi Mania, straight away everyone was on the bandwagon because you're like, Jesus, yeah, oh, he actually, he has been here for years. He hasn't got a fair shake. So maybe it's just me being over optimistic. But I think, yes, Cesaro will win. The issue with that is obviously then the technical main event of the night is then the winner of the chamber fights Roman Reigns directly after. So we'll go through picks of that now in a minute, but we'll just do chamber picks for now. So my and Cesaro, um, go with you then, Daryl. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that as well, Cesaro. There's no way you're building a man like that, getting him to sign a new contract and then just letting him fall again. Yeah. Um, I think it'll go the lines of say Sami Zayn maybe pinning Brian then Owens and Jey Uso will be fighting it out and then I think something will happen with them maybe Jey Uso will beat Owens and then Cesaro will just absolutely run amok and pin the rest of them yeah. and then just take yeah, yeah. Uh, he'll pin Jay last or something like that and then Reigns will come down and then just pick the win up yeah yeah, I was going to say the same. It's either going to be Cesaro or Brian in that spot. 
with an immediate beatdown afterward by Jay and co. And then by the time he gets onto his feet, it's spare Superman punch, much to the dismay of fans. And unless we do get Edge versus Reigns, it's going to be the, the the redemption at Mania. Um, I've been seeing a lot of KO and Reigns, and I don't think they've had their finished business now that we've had it for a few months. Which is is a weird dynamic because when we got that with like Rock and Austin, and we got that with like other you know mainstays, like you had an entire year where like John Cena and fucking Randy Orton feuded, like an yeah. entire year. Um, on one hand, I'd be kind of interested to see can we build Kevin Owens to you know get up and up and up and up and then eventually beat him uh, on on a big stage, which would be kind of cool. But I'm also kind of you know I'm kind of like. Yeah, I want I want someone else in the spot. So, you know, I kind of agree with you, lads. Get Cesaro in there and then you can have KO take something later on, you know? Yeah, I just think it's it's uh, it'll make sense. And yeah, obviously, he probably will get beaten down straight away by, Ro- uh, by Roman Reigns afterwards. Um, and as you said, the likes of Jey Uso, Jimmy Uso could, could rock back in as well. I mean, it could be all three of them just giving him a hiding before the bell rings and then an easy win for Reigns. Um, regardless, I just think Cesaro should win it. It'll make him look like more of an Iron Man than he already is as well because I have a feeling it'd be yeah. him and Brian maybe starting the match as well because they usually do that with them kind of guys who you know can last a, 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 an easy an hour like do you know what I mean so I reckon them yeah. two be starting it if not they'll be the, one of the first three in. and then yeah so yeah and then we're all in agreement that Reigns will win then afterwards are we? Yeah yeah, and then I think it'll lead on to a fast lane match then between a proper match between Cesaro and Reigns Cesaro will come out in the next Smackdown or something and just say you know fight me man to man yeah, don't be, you know, when I'm a full health or whatever like that. Yeah, don't yeah. be a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> pretty <laughs> much, yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much the rundown now. The that's elimination chamber, and when I'm talking about it, and we're kind of yeah having these discussions, I'm actually more excited about it now than I was even a week ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's some small things, obviously the likes of say Miz getting taken out of the raw cha- chamber and stuff like that. Uh, Kofi Kingston being added, and then there's so many things like that's what's good about chamber matches or like multi-man matches when you have there's so many kind of splintering uh like branches you can go with story-wise whether it's winner yeah. whether it's loser whether it's in few in the chamber it's it's pretty cool to see so i'm actually pretty pumped for it um yeah one thing yeah, that is like guaranteed that. though is the star power like regardless of the stories the star power is pretty fucking solid mm. yeah i can't see like after the the pay-per-view that nxt had like you've got You've got that, which is fucking amazing. Then you've got your Elimination Chamber. And then after that, then you've got AEW Revolution, which is supposedly, they keep on bigging that up really well. Yeah. Um, so the last thing you want is this month's stack of pay-per-views and your big one before WrestleMania. The flop. Is, is the flop, like. It's yeah, just, you don't want you know. So I'd say it's amazing the way The Miz is kind of taken out of it the last Monday, just before. Yeah. So... I'd say, yeah, like seeing that NXT pay-per-view, how well that performed and stuff, yeah, I'd say a lot of decisions were kind of made last minute. I'd say they were, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then the likes of, um, see the way we were chatting about, we all, we're all in agreement as well about we will see the Fiend in one aspect or another at the Raw Chamber. Do you reckon we'll see Seth Rollins at all involved with the SmackDown Chamber? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think there's going to be, you, you don't want to be taken away from the Fiend. I think that's their biggest thing. Yeah, true. I think this should be his. I reckon yeah. Rollins' story will start building then after the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, uh, I think so. What if he attacks else. Cesaro before the match and tries to take a spot? That's what I was thinking. Like to set up a feud between them and Mania. Like. But uh, 
Yeah, I like you've the idea. You've got so many people attacking people, though. That's it, yeah. It, got... It'd be run, run watered down almost, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't see, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It's so hard. Smackdown, like, there's so many stories to come out. <laughs> there actually is, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, to be yeah, fair, so like, I don't, I, I don't think that, that it'd be more... I don't know, with Seth Rollins randomly attacking Cesaro the other week on SmackDown, which sounds more likely, Mustafa Ali doing the running attack on Kofi or Seth Rollins doing on Cesaro? Depending on which one of them combos are meant to have the exact same storyline and the exact same match at fucking Mania. Like. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a strange one because usually, yeah, it feels like if it's not every chamber or leading up to every chamber, there's always a bit of, um, what would you say, a bit of a a bit of a hullabaloo say the week before or the night of the chamber there's always something going on whether it's someone will lose their place the night before like on a smackdown or something like that you know what i mean or someone will uh like as like as what just happened really like uh, miz taking himself out of the match i mean i don't think any of us were actually expecting that funny enough leading up to it we were all complaining that he was in it but nobody expected him to turn around and be like yo i'm, I'm leaving this match so um obviously everyone's delighted about it but there always is that kind of back and forth before the chamber so ideally i'd like us just to have two chamber matches with no kind of attacking beforehand and then if you want to do the fiend during the match or after the match or to just to screw randy out of his place whatever go for it but um yeah i hope it's not watered down on smackdown and on the chamber night you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure we'll, we'll see what happens anyway um what was i gonna say I, I think actually we might just we could just leave it there even if you wanted because that's about is big e is big e an apollo fight i don't know uh not yet no i'd say that that could be added in fairness yeah. yeah, I reckon maybe, yeah, if nothing happens with the women's title, if they just scrap that idea, maybe they'll have that to step in instead. They um, could, yeah. And then Nakamura is still involved in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon maybe Seth Rollins, Nakamura, I reckon that could be, they'll build that now on the next SmackDown, maybe. Uh, Nakamura, Rollins, for the Intercontinental yoke, like uh, Big E, Apollo, something like that. That would be savage, friends. That would be fucking class. Rollins and Nakamura. Yeah. Yeah, that'd make money. Yeah. I'd love Big it. match. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's basically our rundown of the predictions anyway and, um, and of the card. Overall, it's actually looking pretty decent compared to a week ago, funny enough. But, yeah, it's the more you chat about it, the more you kind of think, oh, this could happen. Now, again, it's the the usual way with WWE, especially with, like, I suppose we've watched it long enough to know, like, you can get excited and then you'll watch it and you'll be left utterly disappointed. So we'll see what happens. But it's, um, it's <laughs> as of right now, I'm excited. Um, it's like, I suppose, NXT there the other night. Very excited. And then it provided that. Do you know what I mean? It didn't didn't falter yeah. at all um, from start to finish. So we'll see what happens. And NXT yeah. was fairly safe with the book and do remember. It was, yeah. There wasn't any title changes. There wasn't any sort of mad, oh God, I wasn't expecting that apart from the very, very end. So we could have something maybe along the lines of that or we could have something completely opposite. Where you could see nearly every title change answer, so that's what yeah. makes that that's what's getting me excited for it now. To be honest with you, it's uh, it's worth it's worth watching. I think because when it comes down to like chamber matches, this one's pretty pretty well well stacked up. Like in terms of like star power and kind of established stars, there's there's not too many clear cut underdogs, and there's not too many clear cut like. With the exception of maybe what two people you can't, you honestly couldn't turn around and go that they're guaranteed not to win. Like we once had Jinder Mahal at the top of the mountain. So true, yeah. yeah. Stranger things have happened, really. Yeah. 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 So um, <laughs> yeah. So that's that does it for this kind of episode. Anyway, we are ran down our predictions on the card of the Elimination Chamber. Um, that pay per view obviously is on on Sunday. So then on Monday we'll end up doing a review of that and then seeing who got which right and who got which wrong or what way it panned out. Anyway, um. 
so what we'll do is we'll call it call it a day for that anyway and we will be back here on what is today wednesday tomorrow then and um, it'll probably be me and glenn doing an nxt review um tomorrow some stage tomorrow evening and yeah so that's pretty much us done then yeah so i uh, just want to say as usual thanks for listening as i said at the start of the episode um follow us on the socials discus laria collective on instagram the discus laria on twitter and then give us a follow give us a like give us a share give us a review on wherever you get your podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify acast or stitcher so yeah until tomorrow then we will talk to you later